Welcome to the podcast of Scott Street MB Church. We hope you find this message inspiring and encouraging in your walk as a disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's good to be together on a beautiful summer Sunday morning. I was thinking of you and praying for you as I was on a, a short journey last week, and I, uh, I saw some of your Facebook posts and got some emails about the flooding that was happening here, and uh, and I'm sorry for the damage that was done to, to some of your homes. And some of you never thought you would have an indoor pool. And, uh, and you, you have it for a short time. And I just pray for you as you clean up and dry up and uh, fix your homes. I'm sorry about, uh, about the difficulty. It's always hard to be away from home. Um, I was on a journey with, uh, with eight gentlemen on a motorcycle trip to the East Coast. And... Uh, and if you knew the guys I was with, you'd know why it's so great to be home. <laughs> no, 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 I love these guys. I love these, these friends, these brothers. But it's so good to be home and back with my Sarah. Two weeks ago, we started our journey on the path. And we were looking at the principle that your direction determines your destination. We went a little further and said that it doesn't matter what you hope for. Uh, your direction, not your intention, determines your direction, your destination. Um, it doesn't matter how smart, how good-looking, how rich you are. If you get on the Queen Elizabeth Highway and you're heading south, you're going to end up in the USA. You're going to end up at the border. And I, I mentioned a couple weeks ago, if I go out of my house and I'm walking with Sarah doing our, our, our evening walks or our morning walks and I turn right, you know I'm going to Happy Rolfs. And if I'm going left, you know I'm going out to the lighthouse, out, to, out along the Welland Canal. The direction I turn determines my destination. Now, this isn't a rocket science, relatively simple. We all know this when it comes to geography. But for some reason, when it comes to our lives and relationships and finances, when it comes to eating habits and exercise, oftentimes we walk in one direction with the hopes that we'll end up in the other does that make sense to you? That you walk in one direction and you're all hoping that you'll end up somewhere else. It doesn't happen. Today, we're going to look at Proverbs again and focus on that principle. Your direction determines your destination. But before we get there, um, Professor Patterson is going to give you a little bit of a look at the Old Testament. Old Testament, just so you remember, I'm sure you've all studied this, the Old Testament has three major parts to it. Um, there are history books, books of wisdom, and there are prophetic books. The first 17 books, and including the first five books called the Pentateuch um, from Moses, those are the history books. So the first 17 is history. The next five books, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, um, starting with Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, or called Song of Songs. Those are the five wisdom books. Then we follow up with the prophets. Prophets are five major prophets and 12 minor prophets. It's not like the major leagues and the minor leagues. It's just that one, the five major prophets are longer books. And the 12 minor prophets are shorter books. 17 prophetic books in total. So the total of Old Testament books, how many books in the Old Testament? 39 books in the Old Testament. And Proverbs is one of those books, a unique book. Now, I wanted to say the word in German, Sprüche. Proverbs? Sprüche? Sprüche? Uh, 
I asked before service, so those of you who taught me, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it, it, the book of Proverbs has, has been in our Bible, written by uh, King Solomon, most of it written by King Solomon. The five wisdom books, Job, you remember that? Life is, what life is like and the pain he went through, he lost his family. That's the first book, Psalms. Uh, Psalm is a collection of songs, five books of psalms, songs in one book that we call Psalms, and it teaches us how to walk with God. The third one, Proverbs, is, is all about how to live in, in, on earth. It teaches us how to live and walk with people. Ecclesiastes, um, if you remember reading that book, uh, meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless. It's all about the challenges in life. And the fifth prophetic, bo- uh, the fifth wisdom book is the Song of Solomon. And that one is PG, parental guidance. And it's basically all about love. It's a love song about, and it's about romantic love, the Song of Solomon. So those are our five books of wisdom. If we look at Proverbs 1, chapter 1, Solomon tells us what this book is all about. Let's go to that next slide. He says that Proverbs were written for attaining wisdom and discipline, for understanding words of insight. The Proverbs are written for acquiring a disciplined and prudent life, doing what is right and just and fair. The Proverbs were collected for giving prudence to the simple, knowledge and direction to the young. Do we need the book of Proverbs? Yes, we do. We need to be wise. We need to be prudent. Who doesn't need this? God had King Solomon compile this book of Proverbs so that we could be wise so that we would know how to live well. Now, in this section that I read, um, our scripture reading, Dana read. Oh, Dana is one of our interns, by the way. So uh, you saw one of our wonderful interns this morning. We're so grateful for their work this summer. In that that proverb, there's an important word that's not much used in English anymore. Uh, but it's a great word, and it'll change your life. And the word is prudent. Say with me, prudent. Prudent. When was the last time you said prudent? Can you remember? Have you ever said the word prudent? It's not a very... Con- no, no, someone has not said the word prudent ever. Now, so what does the word prudent mean? Um, it means to know what to do, to exercise good judgment, to have common sense. Do you want to know what to do? Yes. Do you want to exercise good judgment? I'm assuming so, yes. Do you want to have common sense? Yes. That means you want to be prudent. Prudent. Now, my mom and dad are here today, so I won't tell you how wise and prudent I've been my whole life. Um, Because mom will stand up and let you know that, that I wasn't always the wisest young man. But since following Christ, when I became a Christian at 14 years of age, I've been trying to know and to do good and to to have common sense and to be like Christ. Proverbs uses this word a lot, prudent. Prudent means wise, shrewd, sensible, cautious, careful, smart. I want you to be all of these things. Do you want to be these things? Yeah, we do. We do. We want to be smart. We want to be wise. Solomon sees two kinds of people, prudent people and simple people. To put it quite simply, on either side of the scale, there's prudent and there's simple. Prudent people are wise, shrewd, cautious, careful, smart. 
Simple people are not. The opposite of prudent is simple. So, Proverbs 12:16 says, "Fools show their annoyance at once, but the prudent overlooks an insult." Are you simple or are you prudent? I think that we, we need to learn. We can be prudent and we can overlook insults. Let's look at the next one. Uh, from 14:15, "The simple believe anything, but the prudent give thought to their steps. Simple people are easily fooled. Prudent people use their minds. Don't you wish that you could master prudence? One more. Proverbs 22.3. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. Can we read that one together? The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. Now, if you look in the book of Proverbs, you'll see that this very same proverb is written in Proverbs 22, verse 3, and Proverbs 27, verse 12. The exact same words. Why is it recorded twice? I believe that this proverb is in the Bible twice because it is doubly important. It's important for us to know. It's important for us to follow this principle of the path. Um, prudence is an important word in the Old Testament. In, in Hebrew, the word is arum. It's an important word. It means wisdom and, and power. There's the word adam. That means mankind and humans. Arum means wisdom and, and power. It's an important word. In English, we just don't use prudence enough. Could you please this week slip the word prudent into a sentence somewhere? And people will look at you and go, What? And you say, come to church next Sunday. We'll teach you prudence. So, let's get serious about prudence. Two weeks ago, we talked about our path and how important it is that we understand that our direction determines our destination. So the question this morning is, how do I choose the right path? How do I figure out what path I should be on? The proverb is telling us the primary difference between the prudent, so the wise, and the simple is not what they see. They both see the danger. The difference, the primary difference, is how they respond. The prudent see danger and take refuge. If you, if you see danger, you hide, you step back, you change, you stop. When the simple see danger, what do they do? They keep going. And what happens after they keep going? They pay the penalty. So, we're talking about the path. How do we choose the right path? Well, number one, the prudent make course corrections. Every morning when I'm coming to work, when I'm coming to the church office, and I'm going to get here and put coffee on for Phil, what's the first thing I do once I leave the driveway? I turn on 93.3 on my radio, and it tells me which bridges are available. I live on the, on the dark side, <laughs> the Niagara on the lake side of the Welland Canal. 93.3 helps me every morning to make course corrections. I, I wish I could do that voice. I love the, 
Anyway, uh, you know what 93.3 sounds like. It lets me know whether I take the Lakeshore Bridge or whether I have to, so I have, whether I go right across Lakeshore or whether I go left along Lakeshore up Reed Road and then Carlton, then Carlton back and around. I know which bridge to take. That radio is helping me to be prudent, to be wise, to, to save my time and to hit the right bridge. Um, now, don't you wish you had a radio station in life that would tell you, don't do that, <laughs> or good idea, or what were you thinking? You just turn on 93.3 and it would say, uh-uh, don't do that. We don't have that. But choosing the right path is so important in our life. And getting off the wrong path is equally as important. When you see that there's something that you are doing, this behavior, this habit, this relationship is leading in the wrong direction, what do you need to do? You need to make a course correction. Change your plans, change your direction, get on a better path. So unlike the prudent, the simple keep going. When a prudent person senses that their life, a relationship, something is moving in the wrong direction, they face the issues. They change. The simple keep going. When a prudent person sees trouble in their financial horizons, they do something. They usually start saving. The simple keep spending. So just so we're clear, the second half of the proverb says that the simple keep going and pay the penalty. Anybody here ever paid a penalty? Y yeah. You, you know what it's like to to pay the penalty for a bad decision? The simple keep going and pay the penalty. You know, sometimes we don't think that what we do today is going to have an impact tomorrow. Sometimes we overlook the fact that the path we're on is leading us in the wrong direction. It's as if we're blind. Now, and this isn't an issue of age. It doesn't matter if you're 15 or 30 or 70. When you see a problem, you need to change the path you're on. Here's a story. A parent notices that their son or daughter tends to talk back, loses their temper. As they grow a little older, the, children does this, the ch child does the same thing with their teacher or with their coach. The parents think, wow, when, when this child grows up, this could be a problem. And grandpa and grandma say, I'm worried about my grandchild. I'm worried that they're moving in the wrong direction. Mom says, I I'm worried for my child. You know, and if we don't say anything, if we don't do anything, aren't we just hoping by fate or by luck that this little hothead will grow up and that they'll stop their, their temper tantrums, they'll stop their hissy fits? I'm not just talking children. I'm talking young adults and then teens and then and young people. What happens is that child continues to grow up and they, they go from job to job because they keep getting fired because they can't control their tongue. Their relationships fall apart again and again because they don't know how to, to be in a relationship, to be honest, to be prudent. Have you, ever seen, have you ever seen these kids grow up? Are these kids you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to your mother after service. Yeah, so we need to change. And moms and dads and grandpas and grandmas in love need to give direction. 
My beloved family, let's be people who love and care enough to give direction. Don't say nothing. Say something in love to change the direction that someone else is on. Pray that God would give you the right word at the right time. Because we want our children to be extraordinary, strong, loving, wise, prudent children. A couple think, you know, we really need to get, we need to make a budget. We need to figure out where our money is going. We seem to spend more every month than we bring in. And this can't continue. We'll retire one day and we won't have enough money for ourselves or to give away to take care of our family. I don't know if you've ever had those thoughts, but then... You turn on the TV and you see that that there's a new phone coming out. There's a nice new car, just a newer version of your old one. And it's awfully cold in the winter and I just need to have a trip to somewhere warm. So I'll just buy a ticket down to Florida. I, I, I don't have money. I'll just put it on my credit card. It'll be okay. I'll pay it later. So you keep on spending like normal. Even though you know that there's a problem... You, st- you keep acting like normal, but you're not paying your bills. And then people think, what happened? How did this happen to me? How did God let me get into this situation? <laughs> and, and we say, couldn't you see what was going on? The prudent, the wise, and the simple, the blind. People just don't see. So how do you choose the right path? Here's the key. Prudent people know what to do. And they know that it's not just what they see that makes a difference. Because both the prudent and the, and the simple see the same thing. It's what they do that makes a difference. They do things. They change their course. Number one, how do you make a course correction? You do something. You take action. Here's, here's the key. You stop doing what is normal. You know, we are people, we are creatures of habit. We naturally continue to do what we've always been doing. If you're used to overeating, overeating feels natural. If you're used to losing your temper, losing your temper seems normal. If you're used to buying things, whether you have money or not, spending money feels normal. It all feels natural and normal. And you know what you have to do? Stop. Stop. The prudent take refuge. They stop. And you change direction. You can stop. With God's help, with your family and your friends, you can stop and you can turn. It's not too late. You are not simple. The simple keep going and they pay the penalty. The prudent stop. They take refuge. So maybe today you've got to just make that simple prayer. Dear God, help me stop. Help me stop. Next, when you change direction, you almost have to give, almost always have to give something up. The truth is when you change, you have to give something up and it's going to hurt. It's hard to change. To stop spending money is hard. To hold your tongue and not say hurtful things is hard. 
To put time into your love for God and into your, your life of faith, it's all hard work, but it's worth it. You have to behave prudently and live prudently. Next, you usually suffer embarrassment when you live a prudent life. I don't know if you've noticed, but not everyone is prudent. Not everyone is wise. In fact, it seems like sometimes everybody else is on the broad road and you're on the narrow road. When you're prudent, you realize, I can't afford a new car. Just so you know, your pastor has never owned a new car. I don't need a new car. I need an old car because that's what I can afford. If you've got a really nice car and you'd like to sell it to your pastor at a very good price, I'll talk to you after service. <laughs> no, I don't want your car. I have a lovely old car. But if I can't afford a new car, buying, an, buying one is going to put me in a hole. So I'm going to keep driving my old car. And I've had some beautiful cars. It was blue and white and rust. Not rust color, rust. It might be a little embarrassing to drive an old car, but is it better to drive an old car or to be bankrupt? For those of you who can afford new cars, God bless you and thank you for letting me drive in your beautiful car. But if you can't afford it, please be wise, be prudent, and be careful how you live. Did you know there's more in Scripture about money than there is about salvation? What we do with the money God gave us is important to Jesus. It's important to God how we live. Are we prudent? So driving an old rust bucket, I remember my mom and dad, you probably remember that Honda, uh, what was it, a Honda Civic. Yes, and I put an auga horn in it. Have you ever heard auga, auga? You ever heard those horns? That was my first car. I put that in my car. I was such a dork. <laughs> and I was, driving, I was driving one day, and what? The gas tank fell out of it. Remember when I hit something and a gas tank fell out of it? You remember that, Dad? No, Dad's trying to forget. Yeah, I <laughs> go, yeah. <laughs> so being prudent is sometimes embarrassing, but... Next point, you someday will breathe a sigh of relief. If you're married, there will be problems that will stretch and to strain your relationship with your beloved. Prudent people know this. So you don't take your marriage for granted. You take the time and the opportunity to strengthen your marriage, to communicate with your husband, to communicate with your wife. You work on your relationships in the good time, knowing that the bad times will come. There's going to be water in the basement. There's going to be water in the basement. And you and your spouse, your husband and wives, need to be together grabbing buckets. Cleaning things up. Do you have the strength to work together through the difficult times and the good? Yes, you do. But we can't control everything in our lives. We need help to keep our eyes on the path. We have many paths, our spiritual paths, our relational paths, our moral paths, 
our physical paths, taking care of our bodies, and our financial paths. These are the paths we need to focus on. So as you think about your life, which path needs the most work? Where do you need to focus? Where do you need to change direction? Dear family, let's not waste a minute heading the wrong direction on the wrong path. Let's spend every minute of every day going the right direction on the right path. Let's take time to reflect this week. Reflect and redirect. Where do we need to change direction? To make a course correction this week. And then don't just think about it. Do something. Stop. Then start in a different direction. So next week, in the days between now and next Sunday, can you do a few things? Next sermon from Proverbs is looking at the path and how to be truly happy. Come back, you'll enjoy that message. Secondly, remember Proverbs 31 chapters, read a proverb a day. If you could open your Bibles every day and read a proverb, it only takes about three to four minutes, three to five minutes. And then this week, think about the path and where you need to change direction today. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you for your word to us today. Help us to see the danger in some of the paths we are on. Father, help us to take refuge, to change our direction. We desire to be strong and wise and loving. Help us to be like you. Help us to do something, not just something, the right thing, to get us on the right path with you, to get us on the right path with our finances, ourselves, our bodies, our spiritual paths. Father, whatever it takes, we will do it. Whatever we have to give up, we will give up. Whatever we have to stop, give us the strength to stop. Father, make us prudent. Make us wise. And Father, if we, if we face embarrassments for doing the right thing, so be it. Help us to hold our heads high, knowing that you are on our side and we are doing the right thing. Father, today we breathe a sigh of relief, knowing that we can change, that with your strength, with your love, that you are changing us even now, helping us to walk on the right path. Guide us on the path today. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening. For any questions about the message or to contact any of our pastors, please visit scottstreetchurch.ca.